0: Before we begin our episode, did you know that podcasting is the most accessible form of syndication? The number of multimedia-ready mobile devices has skyrocketed in the past few years, and so has your potential audience. So start a podcast. Starting at $5 a month, Hipcast lets new and experienced podcasters focus on their show. Leave the boring stuff to us. Sign up at hipcast.com. Did you watch um,
1: Venom?
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I just heard ask, your your thoughts on it already. So, yeah, well,
1: kind kind of my thoughts. I mean, like, yeah, it wasn't all of it, but yeah, it was. I did not want to. I feel like I don't want to waste time talking about it. Um, <laughs> but it was. I mean, if anything, I'm gonna be bashing the crap out of it now for the next. If anything, Venom basically let DC off the hook a little bit because it. God, it, was a poor, it was such a poor showing for me, or at least poor for me, obviously. Uh, what do you think?
0: Yeah, it was – I mean, okay, I think it got, I, I want to say, like a 20 or something on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I don't think it deserved that low of a score. I mean, I felt like I've seen worse, and like Fantastic Four was a lot worse. Um, but it was not a good movie. The dialogue was horrible. Um, the storyline, the pacing was all off. Um I don't know if I really. Everyone says that the, the, the Tom Hardy was what kept the movie going, but I don't know. I don't even feel like Tom Hardy's performance was all that great. Um, and the surprising thing is that it's like beating all these box office records, like uh, worldwide. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I keep on seeing that it uh, it eclipsed uh, what was it? What was it? Wonder Woman recently, and I'm like going, um, no, I thought yeah, Wonder I've, Woman is a way better movie.
0: Yeah. But I don't know if that's just like you know outside the U.S. or whatever. And I think I that's like the
1: international box box office numbers as well. But it's just so so crazy how how I mean, I I, I don't know. Once again, cause is it just because are these the real fans or are these like movie goers? But even as a movie goer, I just thought to myself like. Eh like like all right it, let's just say this I, I thought like if i didn't come into that movie knowing a history of venom i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't have known anything i would have thought like okay it's an action flick mm, okay it's and it's still it still goes under okay like i'd rather watch the expendable movies over and over again <laughs> and that's nothing no knock to those I, I mean i love those movies but i'm just like what i i didn't i didn't get the whole inner dialogue of uh you know it just made Eddie Brock seem like such a wimp every time when every time uh, he'd hear the voice and he's like, "Oh, oh God, what? Who is that? Why?" Uh, it was,
0: I it was. It's like okay, so with the Expendables movies and and that's a good point. It's like you go in there and you know that they're kind of making fun of themselves in a way. They're self aware, and this didn't have that. It just tried to be serious. And parts of it were like, "Are you are you like really?" <laughs> And I don't know, it was just, it seemed like back in the early 90s when superhero movies were first coming out. And this was kind of like the best kind of um, storyline you can get Get to, you know. Um, it had all the like typical elements. But now that we've been spoiled with so many good superhero movies, like you just expect more. And I don't know what this was. It was so cookie cutter and I don't know. It just felt like there was more of a film there that they cut out, and I don't know. It was not my cup of tea at all.
1: No, oh, you're right. And they had it all laid out in front of them. It has it has a great. Uh, I mean, Venom it has a great has a great following. He has a good story. He, he has a great mythos. But it's just I just thought like they really dropped the ball. Like it's like the writers didn't even want to pick up a comic book and read more about the personality of Eddie Brock. I mean, <coughs> granted, I haven't read like every comic book you know that that has venom so i'm thinking myself like was there an arc where you know eddie brock was a pussy oh whoops sorry not safe for work everyone but even even the symbiote even said it he called me he called him the p word i was like going uh okay that was interesting like i always thought, and I, i remember eddie brock from um from the animated series remember he was like kind of like that conniving conniving uh competition for peter parker at the bugle yeah yeah and I just didn't see, see him as that. He just, I don't know, it was, it was such a fail, f- fail for me.
0: <laughs> and, okay, and that's another point you bring up. I'm going to go on this rant here now. But it's like this symbiote wants to, um, uh, you know, take over the world or whatever, take over his body, and you just see it as this entity trying to take over Eddie Brock. And then all of a sudden the next scene or, or one of the pivotal scenes, he's just like, no, I'm – I'm what you call a loser on my planet too, and I'm gonna help you now. Like, w- what the hell happened? Like, where, where was, it, where did this turn come from? I don't know. It just like it was so random. I I just didn't buy any of the story arcs. It was just, it was very very frustrating for me. It was
1: all it was all over the place, and even at the end when they had uh you know the Easter egg as you as most Marvel movies do or most superhero movies have nowadays, they're trying to lay the foundation for obviously a series of these movies. And I was like Oh, you mean
0: Sideshow Bob? <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Sideshow Bob. <laughs> exactly.
0: I was like, I'm like, is he gonna break out of jail and uh try and find Bart? I don't get like this that was the worst. I mean, okay, I I already knew Woody Allen was in this and everyone was trying to like, oh, who is he gonna be? And everyone assumed like he'd be Carnage and um like he'd be in this movie and so they saved that for the, you know, um uh, a little cutscene at the end but re- you could not have paid like did you spend all your money on like that shitty fight at the end that you couldn't pay for a, a good wig for uh woody harrelson or why even give him the wig it looked ridiculous it was
1: <laughs> it, it was yeah it was horrible i was just like going
0: He looked <laughs> like
1: uh what do you call it like the like the hair looks like what's his name that what's that rapper's name little pump not little pump is it little pump um who has like all know. the like the cliff eyes here whatever either way i just thought like yeah the hair was ridiculous even his whole the dialogue i was like going what what's what's going on here why is he what what's what, what's <laughs> transpiring in front of my eyes what's unfolding my friend like i went with like a couple of my friends <laughs> and the my, my my one friend he fell asleep twice during the movie like he woke like he was watching it fell asleep because it just bored the crap out of him Mm-hmm. Woke up and shook himself out, like, "Oh, well, god, yeah, the movie," and then he went back to sleep again. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I mean, that right there just tells you, like, it was just, it was like a poor showing. And I, I mean, I mean, I like, I mean, it's nice to know that I, I'm just, I, I finally get to touch base with you about this because I think the last episode uh, you were, uh, you were on during the Voltron, you asked if I was going to be watching it, and oh, I was, yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of like, uh yeah, I'll get around to it." Now I kind of wish like You know what? I, I could have gone without watching it. I'm not saying that the Topher Grace one was better, but mm, it's it's. But just, it was better. <laughs> yeah, it was a shade, a shade better. Like the lesser of the two evils. Like yeah, the storyline was all over the place and whatever. Um, but you know what? Uh, you know, what movie I did watch recently, and it was a non-superhero movie, and I thought it was just was was great. Did you watch Crazy Rich Asians? <laughs>
0: um yeah i actually did see crazy rich asians and surprisingly as an asian i did not feel like it was pandering to us at all i thought it was a really well told story uh it was funny um it it wasn't completely original but there were elements of it that were original enough to make me go oh i like i like where this is going and um i didn't expect that um so yeah i was a Big fun of Crazy Rich Asians.
1: Yeah, i i, I had a gr- I had a great time watching it. I, had, I thought the cast was great. The story was, though predictable. Still, still, it was entertaining enough where I was like, okay, great. I want to bring that up. There's two things I want to bring up because let me get this one out of the way first. Remember the the batch their part not the, yeah the bachelor party. Oh uh, yes, one of the groomsmen.
0: Yes, were you thinking?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking to myself, right. That guy reminded me of someone. This is gonna be a nice little shout out. That's Jackson, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's immediately when I watched it. I, me and Raina, we just looked at each other. I was like, "Oh my god, that's Jackson right there." That that's 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 one hundred percent him.
0: So I immediately wanted to show Gino, um that that part just because I I wanted to say this is exactly what we need to have for our uh, bachelor party. Um,
1: <laughs> right I was the barge,
0: like, david, huh? david's already in the navy so we got ourselves a boat secured <laughs> all we got to do is get jackson uh to fly us out there and uh good lord if we find him a fire uh firework uh gun then uh everything's set man this is you put that- a
1: bazooka in jackson's hand oh my god on international waters oh Holy- well no you'll get the bazooka easily david will get you the boat and the firearm I
0: just... Oh man, I, <laughs> I, I I need a. I'm gonna need Coast Guard to know exactly our position at all times because that ship is going down.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to have someone at 24 <laughs> seven. You're gonna have to have a beacon. Everyone has to do the uh, Have a life vest on and everything.
0: Yeah. But,
1: um. But yeah, that was that was one thing. The second thing, though, uh, though I love the movie and everything. I did. I did feel compelled after watching the movie. I had to apologize to all my, all my friends. Because I was I was never able to provide them the crazy rich Asian life that they need. <laughs> I'm I was saying to myself like I'm the Asian in my my group of friends, and I am not able to provide them this level of crazy rich Asianness. I am so sorry. I can get you crazy. I can't get you the rich, and I can get you Asian. I, you just get crazy Asian. And I just thought like, oh, I I just had, I profusely threw myself at everyone's feet. I'm, I'm so sorry you you deserve more than this you, i i i failed you as the asian of the group i'm so sorry please please don't judge me
0: Oh, uh, you could always go through the whole um the prince and the prop uh, the prince and the proper the prince and the popper uh storyline and who knows you might be the uh long lost prince of uh the philippines and you just don't know about it yet
1: oh ah, that's true that's true i'm going to have to do one of those uh ancestry was it the is it 23 and me
0: or yeah, Ancestry.com. Or ancestry. Me, we, got, we, or, are, uh,
1: uh, we have we we know someone who works there. We got a we got a cousin that works there, so
0: we can. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. the The princess diaries, uh, the princess diary storyline. There,
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. the The long lost lineage. Like all of a sudden, yeah. well, 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 what's this? <gasps> I've been a I've been a royalty this whole time, and then I can come back to my friends and say, okay, guys, it's time for me to pay my debts as as now I am now a crazy rich Asian. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, who knows yeah. i'm still waiting for that to happen
1: I'm, i know i'm just i don't i, I don't want to happen too too late in my life like if it happens in the next couple of years I can, I can i can still make it i could still make use of it if i get it like if i find out like years and years now like decades later i'm like uh oh, this is useless to me now
0: watch you're like a trillionaire in the philippines and then you're like oh my god that's amazing what does that translate to dollars oh here's uh three <laughs> Here, dollars
1: and here's a jeepney and three dollars yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's get right into this.
2: From this budget Donald Glover We'll take your mind Up on a trip Like Rick and Morty Like we jumping Through these portals Trust me none of this Is boring In the cover All these topics started now, A Until the letter Z a tackle tight and All the way to zorro That's more than one piece Keeping it nerd or nothing Yeah you know that is Our motto And if you listen to us That's the motto That you follow Got the host with the most He got moves Like he's Star Lord All these haters Shots they missing like it's Star Wars Far more content than you could even ask for Put it on your phone and then just stick it to your dashboard Tune in anytime and they will probably have your fandom But now just kick back so you can listen to the anthem Keep it nerd, keep it nerd, what's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts Throwing up cause you know we got a bomb cast And then just listen to the geekiest the podcast. Keep it nerd, keep it nerd, what's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts Growing up, cause you know we got a bomb it, And then just listen to the geekiest podcast Keeping it nerd. number one podcast
1: you're listening to keeping it nerd welcome everyone to another episode of keeping it nerd this is episode 31 uh the review of season three of daredevil uh today i will be the foggy nelson and my co-host will be uh the matt Murdock. it's funny i, I, I i'll say it he's a matt Murdock because one year when we uh did a disney run he actually dressed up as daredevil so that's why um our our co-host today is matt murdoch and i am the foggy nelson uh Matt Murdoch, would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Hi, I'm Nico Mustaho. I'm uh, Vince's cousin, and uh, for the record I thought I was Matt Murdoch because I was the better looking, more charming cousin, so I'm just on that one out there.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay that that too, that too. But like I said, you you were you were able to rock the the whole Daredevil uh, cosplay during the run. I don't know how you did it actually, because you ran with the with, with the thing over your eyes right the, with the the little like hood type deal on, on your over your eyes or were there were yeah. there times when i wasn't looking and i was it this was it were they pantyhose what were they you need to tell me the secret right now because i'm thinking myself <laughs> like we ran for a while and you didn't trip at any point and and you were able to navigate all the way i forget if that was a t- uh, the 10k part or the 15k but or the half marathon but you you navigated uh, really well for being a blind man
0: yeah, I think I think that was the that was the first one. I think we did the 10k. Um, no, it was a it was basically a compression uh, shirt that I kind of um, just placed over my head and then tied the back to give it the uh, the knotted look. Um, but I mean, I don't know if you have any compression shirts or anything um, uh, when you work out, but um, they're pretty. I mean, they're pretty thin. So when you stretch them far enough, you can you can see um, pretty well. And it was the, the daytime, so. I think i kind of just like stayed right next to you uh on the parts where um i wasn't sure where i was going but for the most part i could see every once in a while i kind of like uh pull up the the mask but other than that it was it it really wasn't that hard
1: oh god look look at this handsome (laughs) charming and he makes it also effortless that you are you are the matt Murdock. that is that is exactly the reason why not just because you yeah you pulled off the, the costume because you were able to run that whole thing just like Matt Murdock did, he had his senses. You you were just navigating every cut and turn through the park, just just as as nimble as uh, as a daredevil would. Oh <laughs> my god! Uh, so the last time we heard from you was um, the Voltron season seven uh, review, which now season eight is uh, coming upon us in uh, about a couple weeks.
0: So I yeah, can't I wait- think two weeks. I think
1: I can't wait to watch that. I I met uh Stephen. Yeah I am going to yes thank you Stephen he went uh a couple of days ago at um the hero and villains fan fest Oh uh, okay re- yeah really nice guy um got a t- uh, took a, took a photo with him and uh, got an autograph It was pretty cool and I was just telling him like how you we were just saying that second half of season's heaven was like basically like such a game changing like uh you know see uh part of the season where it just blew, blew our minds away and I couldn't wait for season 8 and it, I just wanted it was like, like hey, blink blink twice just to make to let me know that everyone survives because I have a feeling like season 8 they might they might kill them because this is the final season so what's what's for them to lose right like we're not coming back anyways we're going to we're going to kill all the people of Voltron and then we'll leave it up in the air for the next generation whoever finds these lions right
0: yeah yeah except i don't know i mean i'm hoping maybe they extend the um the the amount of episodes i i just remember reading that um it might be the final season i'm waiting to see uh verification on that but yeah if it is the final season i really hope they go out with a bang uh i really do hope like we said i said in that episode i really hope that they do kill off some of the characters um and make it uh kind of like a final stand type of thing and not Um. make it so um oh like 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 everyone is happily ever after yeah yeah i you know um tie up loose ends but also make it make the they'll, they'll make it uh so that there's a really good payoff at the end
1: so you want the ultimate sacrifice with just the mice and the cow to live
0: yeah especially the cow
1: you know actually that'd be funny if, if the if the, the last scene of uh of the voltron series you just see the cow like chewing on like whatever like some grass and you just it pans out and you just see like a new earth being rebuilt because obviously the big battle took over, you know, you no, know, it took a toll on, on earth. And you know, the only thing it left is the cow and like some, some people that are left that are you know, left to, um, rebuild, rebuild, uh, humanity and everything.
0: The cow and the, uh, the teleporting wolf. Oh yeah. The cow, the yeah. teleporting
1: wolf and the mice, the animals all live. The yeah, humans, there we go. We care less. Oh man. So, um, yeah, so we're going to go hop right into this um we did get obviously since our review is a little bit later or well, a little bit later the last ep- the this episode uh season 3 was in October. Obviously a lot of people blitz through uh blitz through or binge through series just like that. Uh, I really wanted to save each episode um and hence why this review is a little bit later, but obviously it's our takes uh to what we feel and how we like the uh the series or this season. And in doing so, um, Netflix has went ahead and uh, canceled the series. We'll get that get into that in the second half of this series. But yes, we understand uh, that this is late, so late now that now the series is over. Um, but we could still go ahead and let you know how season three was for us. Um, and yeah, let's uh, let's dive right into Hell's Kitchen here, um, our favorite borough of New York. Uh, Nico, like, what were you expecting coming into? Like season three after seeing you know season two was kind of like well for me like eh, it was okay and then the the defenders though it had moments it just like kind of fell flat on his face and then seeing the whole daredevil sacrificing his life and then you know uh the building coming up coming down on him and then you just had that little easter egg of him being um rescued uh, you know by some nuns
0: yeah <laughs> um All right. Well, some background here. So I, for, as far as the Netflix, uh, series, I've seen season one of everything except for, um, um, except for Punisher. I never got through Punisher, but really after the defenders, um, came out, which I actually really liked. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, uh, give shit about it, but I actually really liked, uh, defenders, uh, season one. Um, but after that, I've not seen um, any other Netflix shows, so I never saw uh, Jessica Jones season two, Luke Cage season two, Iron Fist season two. Um, it just there's there's too much good TV on right now, and um, I've been stuck trying to catch up on a bunch of other stuff. Um, and then when Daredevil season three came out, um, or at least the trailers, I got really pumped for it just because that's been my favorite of all the Netflix series, um, and again uh i did love season two of uh, daredevil i felt like each season got better and better um which i know a lot of people say um daredevil season two wasn't as good um but um i liked it i liked the defenders um and so going into season three i was pumped i i haven't been following it uh, very much so i didn't know anything about it except that Kingpin was in, his, was in it and um, had no idea that uh, Bullseye was supposed to be in it. So when I found out he was going to be in it, I, I got even more hyped. And so I came into this just ready. I, I couldn't wait. Um, I actually had to go back and um, kind of wiki what happened to the defenders just because I forgot that the building fell on uh, Matt Murdock. Um, mm-hmm. But other than a couple of little things that I – didn't like about it. I loved this season. I thought it was great.
1: Yeah. Uh, I thought, well, Well, I know you're saying some people didn't really uh, re- like the Defenders or season two of Daredevil, like present companies included. I, I thought they were okay. I, there were parts of Daredevil I liked. Uh, season two, I liked. Um, obviously, I liked having Electra there. Um, I liked having the hand as, as the vi- overarching villain. Um, I just felt like it could have, it could have been, you know, there could have been some parts that could have been done better, um, and I just thought, like, especially after season one when you had uh, Kingpin, that was he. Vincent D'Onofrio has such a great presence on screen that you know when you base you didn't really have him, you know, for the second season. I you, I think you had maybe for like a, maybe an episode or two. Yeah. I th- and I think the the season uh, season two was great for the first half because it had it had the Punisher. Basically, uh, so a story arc uh, uh, woven into it. So it was because it was setting up for its own series spinoff, and that's what I loved. And then the second half, I just felt like it kind of like fell flat when, um, you know, when they were more focusing on uh, Daredevil and and the and the Hand. And uh-huh. it, it was, guess, okay. And you know, the Defenders. You know, I think the reason why the Defenders really fell flat for me was you know what i'm gonna say it's good old Finn jones and the immortal iron fist the defender of Kung Lam. Oh, i can't even say it anymore i'm so sick and tired of that every time um i didn't even watch season two of of uh of that of, of iron fist but even though i, I was actually good. kind of yeah i i got i got a little excited about it when i saw the trailers for um for it so i still have to come around watching that uh i was watching i finished the season two of jessica jones the fact that that's the lone standing netflix series right now has me really scratching my head i i I don't i can't i can't even with that series um i thought that that was like a big like drop from season one um maybe it's due to the a weak villain um Mm -hmm. and then luke cage i'm only like on episode three of season two and i'm and I'm, for me, I'm still kind of like going. Mm, it's okay. It's not nothing like too riveting or grabbing me, and they make me want to watch the next, the next series, next uh, what do you call it, uh, next episode. Over Season. and binge right through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punisher, I highly recommend you watch that. Holy crap! You I mean you just told, when you just said revealed to me right now that you haven't watched Punisher yet. I want you to stop what you're watching. Any I don't care if you're watching, uh, Rick and Morty. I don't care if you're watching. You uh, know. Uh, my Her Academia, I don't care if you're watching Dragon Ball. Whatever you're watching, you're no. Ready, set Cook. You're not gonna Um Oh, what's that? 90 Day Fiance? No, you're you're gonna watch you're gonna watch Punisher. That is that that was just such a great uh series. And I don't even know where the status of that is. Uh because obviously Netflix and Marvel has, you know, been doing some sort of overhaul uh with with their uh with their properties marvel properties um but yeah, yeah my quick
0: take is uh they're not gone they're not gone they're just off of netflix but i mean like you said we'll get into that later but that's just my quick take
1: yeah 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 we'll uh we'll obviously dive into it later um but yeah let's let's get into season season three of of our favorite uh lawyer um who you know, masquerades as a hero at night so we 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 come across um, Charlie Cox or I mean Matt Murdock. Uh, he was it showed in like in the first couple of episodes like how he survived the whole. Do you believe, Could you could, like? How did you feel about that? Like seeing like that's how he survived. Like he just blew up into you know into fall into uh, the sewer system. Like I kind of uh, when I saw that thing happen in the Defenders, I thought was like holy shit! How the hell do you live through something like that? And like seeing how it unfolded or like, going, okay, he was just basically near the sewer lines that when the, you know, everything crumbled, like he just fell into that and got flushed right out. I was like, eh, that seemed like kind of a bit of a cop out, but believable ish.
0: Uh, not believable ish for me. I mean, I'll chalk it up to it's comics, I guess, but, uh, I kind of thought that's one of the weakest points of, um, of the storyline uh going forward um but if you can get past that everything is really um good i just didn't like yeah come on a building fell on him and and (laughs) okay and then (laughs) he gets flushed to a sewer pipe and um you know he washes up on shore in the daredevil costume oh yeah, um, yeah and uh i forget if it's a some some taxi driver or someone sees him and um you know he's mumbling cuz he's incoherent and he's a uh, you know he whispers into the uh the person that finds him's ear to take him to um uh the church or um, the convent um hello uh this guy obviously he's wearing the costume everyone knows him as the devil of hell's kitchen I mean, what stopped that guy from taking a peek at his identity? Um, and I don't know. I just thought they were going to revisit that somewhere later on in the storyline. Maybe there was a. It wasn't just that he got flushed out by luck into a sewer line, um, but they kind of just left it at that. Um, which again, if you can excuse that, and you know, get on uh, a reasonable doubt for that uh, piece of lazy storytelling. I feel. Um, Everything else just hits the mark.
1: I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how far the sewer line was or where he landed from the building, because if this thing washed him like 100 yards away, you'd think the police would have combed the area. Like, you know, obviously they would have closed off the Midland Circle and they would have been like, okay, we need to obviously uh, investigate the wreckage and everything that surrounds it. So, I I don't know how like did it did it say? did it did it show you when it was when it was flushing him out? did it, did it, did it mention like how far he was uh, away actually from the scene? Maybe that's. What um, I meant.
0: Yeah, not that I recall no. Um, but I mean, if I were just again, this is my layout of New York, and I'm not exactly sure where everything is um, geographically, but it seemed like Midland Circle was kind of in the middle of Manhattan or somewhere kind of more inland. Mm-hmm. Um not very close to a shoreline. Um and so the fact that he washed up on the shoreline, um, now that I'm thinking of it, makes it seem even less believable because that's quite a long ways to kind of travel down the sewer and you know. Yeah.
1: Sort of yeah. I mean same. at one point you you'd you'd think if he was unconscious or whatever, like while he's being dragged in the sewer, like, what if he was face down in that water? Like, you're dead, dude. But you know, it didn't really show you all the, you know, his his whole uh, I guess you'd say uh, he was like Mario. He went into the pipes and then he just ended up on <laughs> the other side. He went you, if you if you could only yeah, um you know, you, they added that that sound effect of him going down the pipe and then showing up in another another area. Then there that that would have explained it all and I would have been fine with it. It would have been just like, okay, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um so yeah, so he goes to the convent, which is we all um, at the end of Defenders, you heard, uh, you heard that little Easter egg. Like, Get Sister Maggie, and everyone knew that they were gonna uh, revisit the storyline that Frank Miller had written uh, years ago uh, for Daredevil, um, in which uh, Mother uh, Daredevil's mom was actually a nun.
0: Yeah, but- I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm. Pretty well versed in in Marvel comics. I had no idea that was the case. I only knew about that um, after hearing it through, like um, you know, the like spoilers after Defenders when when that little Easter egg popped up. Yeah, um, I had no idea that Daredevil's mother was a nun.
1: Yeah, after the fact, I I, I didn't I I didn't know that either. I was just I was like, I, I when I heard that, I was like, okay. Let me see what's up. And obviously, you know, everything popped up on everything. Oh, Easter egg. Um, you know, Mother Maggie is actually, you know, Daredevil's mother, i.e. from the comic books, you know, back in Frank Miller's run at Daredevil. I will oh, which, now I think about it, that is actually a pretty cool, cool thing, it, like if you're reading it in the books at the time because you're like, going, wow, this guy who is such a devout uh, Catholic who was, you know, is like a, a defender, he's a vigilante and his mother who's actually a nun, you know, wasn't, like so, you know, clean cut herself because obviously she's a nun and she had a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, I I thought that was an interesting aspect, and the the reveal I like that they, I like that they how they revealed it too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was that when that happened. Obviously, we all knew already her part, her role already in the the show. Um, but the fact that you know throughout the first few episodes she was just kind of like coaching him prodding him and like telling him like oh, you need to be going out there you need to still believe because after after everything happened from the defenders like a piece of the daredevil basically died right Um yeah. he he wasn't the same obviously he had um some physical um disabilities as well he he had that problem with his ear like he couldn't hear as good right is that what it was he you heard like the muffled muffled sounds for a minute
0: Yeah, like the ringy in his ear, which again, I I think like from a storyline perspective, um, you know, I I thought that was told really well, um, because you forget, I mean, he does have super abilities, but he's not as, um, uh, you know, strong as like, say, Spider-Man or, you know, Captain America. So he has more human qualities. So of course, after having a building fall on you, you're going to have injuries, and you're going to have... Um, you know, the one thing that helps him is his hearing. And, you know, that is the one thing that, that the advantage he has and it has like, gotten um, him around. And now he doesn't even have that. So um, I, I really like that piece of storytelling as well.
1: Yeah. It, it, I mean, you gave him like an extra, I mean, I don't want to say the word handicap, but it's just you gave him another disadvantage where, like, where he another leaned obstacle. on, like you said, like you said, he leaned on something that um he already had super senses obviously he's blind so now his hearing is you know uh, amplified um and that helps him but then when you take that away now he's like feeling like, like oh what 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 am i like i lost i lost obviously the woman i loved. uh i lost my friends right because he also in in this in this season it was hard like it was hard for me when i seeing like karen foggy like try and go along like you know Matt's dead and they should just like kind of like move forward Karen not so much because she was obviously paying the rent for his place and things like that but you know I just felt like the the whole that that trio that Trinity right there got got so damaged that was the worst I think that was the that was were uh more damaging to Daredevil than anything that he lost those that 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 connection right there and throughout the season I I just you, you could some see him pushing pushing them away or at least pushing Foggy away when he had that he had that meeting at the bar with him. Oh God, and he any 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 shot and not shot, but that he uh, what do you call it? Uh, boosted his wallet off of him. I was like, going, Oh yeah. Matt, you're such an asshole. <laughs> like you took you took advantage of, you know, Foggy. Like he's trying to be, you know, help you. He's like concerned friend and you know, you're over here like, no, no, you just need to leave me alone. Pretend like you never saw me. This is,
0: you know. And he just found out he was alive. Like, literally, like, you know, he only revealed he was alive just to take his wallet.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. What a fucking friend. What an asshole. I was, like, going, oh, dude. Like, no, man, minus points for you on that one,
0: Uh, Matt Murdock. But in this season, um, like you said, they are are like a trio. Um, They've they've kind of always been since uh, season one. Um, And in this season, they don't share a lot of screen time together. Um, you know, they might have like two of the characters on for a little bit, but for the most part, um, those three characters are kept separate, um, until towards the end. And, um, usually that's problematic because you don't know what, like in, in storytelling, sometimes you just don't know what to do with a character when they're not with the others, like the main characters. Yes. Um, but it was, it was, again, good storytelling. Each of these characters had something pivotal, um, to do, um, in each of these episodes, they weren't just laying around kind of like off on the sidelines. They all had something that um, helped progress the story. Um, oh, so I,
1: I, I totally agree. And um, yeah, individually, they, they all had uh intriguing uh, storyline uh, that went on, that ran along the overarching uh, season. And the one, the one, one character I, I thought would just did great. Like knock it out of the park was Karen page. It was Deborah, wall's character like we we all knew season one she was like a kind of a a broken person who who obviously had a troubled past or had like a dark past behind her and this season they were able to really open up and reveal uh more of what you know what made her brought her to this point and i thought she just knocked it out of the park and this is the one thing where i wish the cw would Take note of how Marvel or how you know the writers of this series you know went about uh, making this character heroic. She didn't. She, she didn't have to be you know have superpowers. She didn't have to be some sort of marksman with any weapons. She doesn't have to be a you know a fighter uh, per se uh, with physical attributes. But her spirit, her and her um, you know what is it spa I guess you'd say was just was refreshing like the CW I, I see like the biggest the biggest thing for me is like uh, how the flash is uh, portraying Iris West Candace Parker oh, Candace Parker Candace Pattons uh, character I just always feel like she's just always trying to butt in she's always just trying to and the, the thing is they're kind of like the same character in this in this in this uh, case they're both the love interests of a of the character of the hero um, they both Both actually work for a newspaper in this case, Um, and I just, or I mean, they were working with the media or whatever. And I just, just seeing um, how how the flash, you know, portrays her, I just think, why, why are you just throwing her like in the in the in the the, you know in the thick of things, trying to be, you know, like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and run in there, you know, guns are blazing, I don't care. You know, I, I mean, once again, I just I don't blame the actress; I just blame the writing. Whereas in this case, Karen in this series, she's advocating, she's pushing to you know for Daredevil, uh, for Matt Murdock's you know uh, return. Uh, she's trying to keep things going, uh, uh, even when uh, Kingpin, you know, was. So I I already said at her episode when she uh, revealed herself. I mean, her past was revealed uh, why she, you know, wasn't welcome home really. And you, you said it to me that that episode ran a bit slow in the beginning, but that second half, obviously was just like, Holy crap. Um,
0: yeah, it's, um, so to speak on what you just said, like CW shows, they have to run a whole, um, actual season. So they have to have 20, you know, plus episodes of whatever. And, um, with these Netflix uh, seasons that are condensed to 13, though just half, you know, there isn't, the pacing is a lot better because they don't have these fillers or these, um, you know, other side storylines or or episodes that really don't matter, which I think a lot of the CW shows do. Um, I mean, I've given up on those CW shows. I don't watch them anymore um, for the past year, I think. Um, But yeah, I think that it really does come down to let's get all the fluff out of this and just tell a good story and, and condensing uh season down to uh 13 episodes really gets you to focus on the, the main areas that the plot points you want to hit rather than kind of just dragging things along.
1: Yeah. I I I, th- I think I agree with you. I think uh quality over quantity, right? You don't have yeah. as many episodes, but every episode is a, is basically a hitter back to uh, the point of like where, um, karen in this season she she confronted daredevil uh kingpin and when she told him like her whole plan of like trying to get him to hit her so he can go back to jail i just like holy shit this guy this this chick's got balls like yeah wow like that was your plan she didn't she had no regard to like all right if he hits me and kills me then i mean then i'm dead but uh that means he, he goes to jail and everyone else is alive like I I, I I I I wrote along with that. I was I was like, oh, damn, she's just she's like ride or die. Like, look at that, and the fact that you know how she was trying to bait uh, Kingpin to uh, you know attacking her, the chilling the chillingness of her. Uh, I don't even know if that's a word, chillingness, but her um, her delivery when she told him that she killed Wesley, like from season one. Oh man, I was just like, holy shit, dude! Like, she made Kingpin like crack.
0: Yeah, and she, up until that, sorry, up until that point, I totally forgot about that that storyline. And when that happened, it completely took me off of a or, or uh, caught me by surprise. I, I I totally forgot about that, and yeah, I was just as shocked as you.
1: Oh my god! I mean, I mean, I remember her killing him, but I mean, it was just like yeah, just kind of like kind of. I thought at first they would never revisit. It. it was like she killed him, and that 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 was that was it. You know it actually you know it showed her kind of like being haunted by that in the this season as well and when she confronted kingpin and see the see, that's what made made her even more badass to me the fact that the writing for and the performance of Vincent D'Onofrio as kingpin he's just so like strong with his uh his presence that he never seemed unshook by anything right like the police mm-hmm. the fbi could come at him or you know and Whatever, and he would never lose his cool. He'd be like, going, "Oh, you know, whatever. I'm, like, I'm the kingpin. Like, whatever. Blah, blah blah blah. Like, you won't shake me. Like, I mean, Daredevil. Obviously, he he got under Kingpin's skin and he made him like, you know, whatever. But that was the only other per- the only other person that made him do that was was Karen. She told him, she told him, like, like going, yeah, I killed Wesley eight times until that clip was empty. He was already dead after the first shot, but I just kept on going. I was going, oh, damn, you're going to get it. He's going to fucking kill you. What are you doing? That was his BFF. And, mm-hmm. you know, when he raised his hand, I was like, holy shit, it's going to happen. He's going to just kill her right here. But obviously, it was only, what, episode seven when that happened or whatever. I, no, no, there's got to be more. He's not going to go back to jail right away or yeah. whatever. But yeah, I was like, I was like, look at that. She unnerved this guy who was just so, so, so strong and composed throughout the whole time, through everything, that yeah. she was able to do what Daredevil does. Like, she shook this guy. And there you go. Like that right there tells me that sh- how badass she is. She was able to just go ahead and, you know, unmove an unmovable object. She, ma- she was able to move an unmovable object. Like, she drew emotion out of him. And. That's something that I think, like the CW, wish could take uh, take notes on. Like, just go ahead and write write the female characters as as if uh, they're Karen Page. If they want to take a pay, uh, no pun intended take a page out of uh, you know the Daredevil, um, take Karen Page. That's that's <clears> who you should be writing your female characters like. She was a total. I mean, there were maybe a couple times, but she never was like she never got whiny. She never got. um she never felt helpless um, to a point where I felt like, okay, that's, it's, it's kind of a much like even when she was trying to run away and she just wanted to like go home to her father and she, she broke down and cried because the father was like going, oh yeah, now's not a good time to come by, you know, but I'm here to talk to you anytime. And she just like held her tears back. She's okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll just call you. You just felt for that character. And it was just like, I feel so bad for you that you have nowhere else to run right now. Like, Matt's not around. Um, your, your own family doesn't want to see you. Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously she has Foggy as a friend, but I mean, other than that, she's like, all right, well, I'm going to turn it and I'm just going to go ahead. And then she could turn it, turn the switch and be like, okay, I'm going to be this badass who has this batshit crazy plan to have Kingpin thrown back in jail at, at the cost of my life. Um, I just thought that was really, really awesome. Um, and my yeah. hat's off to uh, Deborah Wall on her performance this season.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing is you have um one of the best i think villains uh in any marvel um you know sto- um, movie or tv show uh in the kingpin and you have to look at him as he doesn't have a superpower he doesn't have a supersuit he de- there's nothing special about him the only thing that that he has that rivals anyone else is his um is his uh mental strength right he's patient he's composed He's a planner um, and for the most part, he shows no emotion. He doesn't let anything get to him. And that's really what makes him so scary. And it makes it makes him a viable opponent for someone like Daredevil who does have superpowers. Um, so when you see a character like Karen um, unhinge him like the way she did, it it's a, it's a real big payoff. It shows, you know, it's just good storytelling. It, it shows how invested you are in these characters and that they're able to um, make you go through the same emotions that they're going through at the, you know, when you're watching it. So yeah, it, it's every. I mean, like I said, very, very few things to nitpick about this season.
1: Yeah, um, let's jump into some of the, the the other side. We talked about the good the good guys, um, not so much Foggy, but we'll uh, we'll go and we'll dive into his um, character later, along with some other ancillary characters but um let's jump into kingpin. The one thing I have to say before we go jump into his character, obviously spoiler alert everyone, you should have known by now this is a season review of uh, Daredevil. So, um I did, the whole time when he was uh locked up in his uh what was it in his suite where it was a um house arrest, right? Yeah. And then you're wondering how he was able to control things and, you know, it was later revealed that he had a secret room built in. Which, like I said, like, the unfolding, the, un- the how everything unfolded right in front of you, you're just like, holy shit, this guy, like you said, he's a planner. He planned this thing out years ago, right? Or, like, maybe months prior to, like, him, like, getting, getting caught up. Like, he had, like, oh, you bought this hotel and then you had the hotel build this kind of, like, um, panic room thing. I thought that was just like, it was genius. Only thing I have to say was about that or the whole panic room, him, you know, being able to navigate from, you know, two different areas of the, of the hotel, um, was the guy, the guy isn't, he's not daredevil. He's no ninja. He's not the hand. He's not, he's not Electra. He's not nimble on his feet. Mm-hmm. That one scene when you had the FBI he's like, "Where is he? Where? Where's Wilson Fisk?" Like, "Oh, he's in the bedroom," and they're like, going, "Okay, no, I need to check on it. I need to see where he's go. Uh, you know, if he's actually really there, or if he's somehow, you know, found a way to hack our system and just whatever." And you see him; he's in the other. He's other. He's in the other room, and the FBI is already walking towards his room. You're gonna tell me that <laughs> that this you know rather husky fellow was able to make it back to his room back into his bed you know without making any kind of a peep <laughs> i just thought that was i found it to be like so funny cuz i was like going like i i walk across my, my 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 floors here and i hear creaking like and i'm not like a heavy set ass guy this is a heavy set guy like so you think every step that he takes you to hear like a duh, 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 duh. like if i saw so, like if i saw like on my camera like oh shit the fbi is coming back to the room i need to make i need to beeline it right back to my bed with my newspaper like, yeah. you think you would have heard like the rustling of him jumping into bed? You think the whole thing, I'm thinking like he's doing like a Ferris Bueller type deal, right? Like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta jump in back into bed, get in my pajamas and whatever. I just thought I was like, that was, that was something that amaze took out of my mind of going, um, no, not believable. Don't like that.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it just goes back to if you're able to buy into the, you know, the plot that, um, that uh, daredevil survived having a building fall on him uh i can believe this husky guy can run up a couple stairs so it i didn't i i didn't think too much about it but you are right like um uh, you know hard to believe but again for the sake of the plot you know you kind of just have to uh sus- suspend your disbelief in in some areas but yeah you're right it's it is kind Oops. of one it's just things.
1: so funny because yeah. i'm thinking a bunch about you know about about you know when you hear when you hear your kids running back into the room like during well now it's the holidays so everyone knows like oh, kids are running around like seeing if they to gotta to catch santa or whatever see peek on presents and then they, they you know they hear someone coming they run back into the room like that's that's what i'm picturing that kingpin like you'd hear heavy set footsteps coming at you like uh i, I mean i don't know it's just i, I thought it was, <laughs> it, was, it was it was funny um but yeah, back to um, on to the other, like on the stuff that did well with uh, Kingpin. Obviously, um, he he was like a Triple H, right? There's our uh, WWE, uh, you know, reference. Um, he's a cerebral assassin in a way, right? This guy, this guy knew he was playing everyone. He played everyone. He played the FBI. He played uh, Bullseye. He played everyone to a T because he knew, like things are going to go down and when it goes down, like I need to have plan B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way down to Z. And it was,
0: yeah, it, was it, it really did feel, cause there were so many points where like, Oh, this is how they're going to catch him. Well, sorry, let me get that. So several times during the season, you felt like they had him, but of course you knew that the season couldn't end there. And so that he wasn't necessarily, they weren't necessarily going to put him away for good or something was kind of getting get in the way. But there were so many instances where you're like, I don't know how he's going to get out of this, or I don't know what they're going to say or do to prove this. Every single time he he got out of it and you, you knew he was pulling the strings because again, comics, and you know, he's the bad guy um, without having any plot laid out in front of you yet. So, you know, somehow he's up to no good, but when they reveal how he's kind of been pulling the strings behind the scenes, it's so amazing. And I mean like probably my second favorite storyline or side side plot in this um whole season was the whole character arc for um the the, what's his name the fbi agent nadim that 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 whole storyline which it's so that was like I, i mean other than the actual daredevil stuff that whole uh story arc was the most compelling for me because I don't—I mean, I don't even know if he is a, a character in the comic or not, or if it's something they made up just for this season. But his his arc is amazing. Um, and then you know, you just you you feel for the guy. He goes back and forth, and what's right and what's wrong, and um, what he should do and and what he can't do. And uh, well, yeah, you know, let's, 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 dive, let's
1: dive into what you're saying, right? Like you said Kingpin was playing everyone, and how he was able to play out um, Nadim, Agent Nadim's uh, life and role. You, in the beginning, I didn't know the role of, uh, the reason why Nadim was going to be there. I'll tell you the truth, I, w- I still didn't, uh, by the end of the series, I, I, he still wasn't my favorite character. I mean, he tried to, uh-huh. redeem, they, they, they tried to redeem him. But I'll tell you the real quick point when I didn't, I knew I didn't like uh, the Nadim character. Mm-hmm. When he was trying to teach his kid how to skim, he was skimming the turkey at the, at the the at the party
0: i don't, I don't know if remember
1: it, that it was such a it's such a it's such a small uh, uh part whatever it didn't, it didn't matter but for me it was like in the beginning like he had company over and it's like oh um dad we need more tur- uh, we need more turkey for the sandwiches mm-hmm. oh here let me sammy let me show you a little trick this is called skimming and he takes like some some of the turkey and he kind of just like thins it out and i'm like going Oh, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you. I'm never going to a goddamn party you ever host. <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna give me some watered down fucking Kool Aid and uh and some generic ass chips. saying, guess, screw you, Agent Nadeem. But um obviously you get a reason just why
0: for his sister's cancer treatment. I know.
1: I know. Come on, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you're right. So so yeah, he just yeah, obviously he um obviously put all of his financial uh vestings into uh you know his sister's uh you know cancer treatments and then only to find out here you go back to kingpin and his whole kingpin played a big fucking part in that like he knew that this guy was like hurting for fucking money because of the insurance cutting off the sister and who cut off the insurance because of fucking kingpin whole i mean shit like the guy did his fucking homework in jail the whole fucking time like if they were going to do like a side story it's like a spinoff like Maybe a one shot. Like I would love to have seen this fool just like be in the fucking uh you know the courtyard just reading up on files or whatever, having his uh his lawyers just bring him documents upon documents and him reading and everything. Okay, good. I know that this guy, oh uh, this guy is a uh, you know head case. Oh okay, this agent here, like uh, she has two uh two kids. I'm gonna kill the kid, one kid, and I'm gonna make her you know realize like if you don't help me, I'll kill the other one. Like that's what happened to uh. Uh, what got the head detective or head uh, of the FBI or oh, yeah. in the in New York? Like he killed her her child, right? And he it's, turned her, like he was able to turn everyone. That was just the magic of uh, of Kingpin. You're right. He has no powers except for the mental mental power, in which. Yeah, right. He he is the one of the better, better if not best. Um, villains in the MCU because this is right. This is this is all in the MCU, correct? This series.
0: Uh well, okay. So I I thought everything was connected because they you know they mentioned oh the event and or New York and stuff like that. Um, but I've heard on other instances, and I I, I could be wrong. Um, that they're very loosely connected. Uh, uh, where unlike Shield or Agents of Shield is definitely part of the Marvel universe. Um, The Netflix uh, series are kind of like, kind of uh, loosely in that universe, but not necessarily, not everything follows the same, um, the same uh, timelines, I guess, because, you know, other than them mentioning New York from Avengers one, not really much else hints to it uh, being part of the larger universe. But if we're just talking about in Marvel in general, um, uh, you know, I would think that yeah, Kingpin is one of the um, the best villains. I think next to like Loki, because um, I-, I think if there's another the guy criticism-
1: that used mind games, though, right?
0: Right, right. Yeah. I- again, it's like, I- and I think the biggest criticisms of any of the Marvel movies is that the weekend, the 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 uh, villains have never uh, been uh, very strong or compelling or. Any, anything kind of um memorable about them except for like a loki and then now we have a kingpin and now of course with avengers uh, infinity war like thanos um but you know if you went to an average person and asked who the villain was in iron man 2 um they probably wouldn't know they'll just say some guy um and i think that that's uh that that that's one of the biggest criticisms for marvel so it's it was nice to see um them develop this character so well um because i mean for me not it uh, you know going back to the comics not one of my favorite villains not not someone i really cared about but um man they really they really turned my um my opinion of him over on this and then i mean just just because i'm a geek um to finally see him in the white suit yes <laughs> i mean it, it was just as you know, like it was. It was like um, at the end of season one of Daredevil, you finally get to see him in like a um, uh, the typical uh, Daredevil the, costume. Yeah,
1: the legit costume. Right. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, when when you see him don that white suit, I was like going, "Yes, pa!" There you yeah. go. And that was like the complete uh, transformation. The you know that that came around like going, "There you go, Kingpin is now." You know that's that's Kingpin for you right there. Like the guy who's playing everyone, like you said, on the on the page, like it was. Like, yeah, you, know, you could read him when you read him on on on, uh, on print. It's like okay, he's just a he's, you know, a guy who's like who has power in the city, who's strong, though. Um, you know, you know, it doesn't have like it was overly superpowers. I just thought like when the way that oh, you see him on screen, it's just it's totally like different and it was just like wow like there you go that they, they nailed it they nailed it with the suit um and his the performance was just overall great and he like said he's just a, such a conniver and he's so he's so he's so brilliant yeah.
0: um i mean and, you you know he's the bad guy because again you just know he's the bad guy like you um
1: because you go to bed at night and you point at that guy and you say, hey, that guy right there, he's the yeah. bad guy.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I mean, you know, he's the villain and you know, he's the bad guy. Um, but when they reveal how he's the bad guy and and, and what, what he does to make him the bad guy, it's just like it just keeps going further and further back. Because you think he's manipulating this one person or this certain event, but it goes even further than that. It's just like. Every single time they feel like they they got a one up on him or a way to bring him down or a way to prove that uh he's lying or can be, needs to be brought back to prison, he's already one step ahead of them it's it's amazing
1: yeah there were so there's so many layers to him and his uh and his character i mean you, and you saw it kind of unfold throughout the season uh first right when he goes out to uh, house arrest uh, and you see him he's like in that you know suite that's a broken down suite right or i'm not broken down but it's it's empty and then throughout every episode you just notice like more and more like it's getting furnished and it's getting it's more getting more to his accommodations like he was sleeping in a cot in the beginning i think or whatever like or or like a twin bed Mm -hmm. you know by like the fifth episode fifth or sixth episode he's got a freaking california king over there he's getting fed uh you know risotto and shit like that like like, you, you just see him, like, the transformation, like, was, was unfolding along with his plan the whole time. You just see, like, holy shit. Like, this 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 guy is such, you know, such a badass. And, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, speaking of badasses, uh, there was the other, the secondary villain in this season, which um, which was uh, Wilson uh, Bethel's, um, uh, what is his name? Poindexter. Uh, Poindexter, Agent Poindexter. Yeah. Um, who it was uh, turned out to be Bullseye. I, I mean, we all saw that movie back in two thousand three or so, the Daredevil movie and Colin Farrell's adaptation. Or I'm sorry, uh, you know, um, his portrayal of Bullseye and how that was just so like ugh, over the top. They yeah. righted that ship so fast, and I didn't know where they were gonna go with. With, uh with uh, agent Poindexter like you were wondering like okay he's he's an FBI agent um and okay so Wilson Fisk is gonna turn him like how are you gonna turn this guy this is he's an FBI agent like what do you have on him but then the fact that you
0: sorry that was my exact thought because at first I thought he was just gonna be kind of like this power hungry um or kind of sadistic FBI agent that just kind of either had PTSD and, and craved like violence. Um, and that's how he's gonna turn him, and you could just see it right away from the from the get go. But while that's partly the case, it really isn't there th- the whole his whole backstory is very um interesting too. It isn't a complete turn, um, right away. and, and a lot of the times you just go back and forth thinking, like y- you want to hate this guy, but you you also don't like there are just some things. You know, and then and then it just makes you hate Kingpin even more because you know he's manipulating him. Um, so yeah. so again, so well done. I, I I loved it. My only regret is I was hoping by the end of it he'd be in some sort of bullseye costume.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I was hoping yeah. that maybe he was by the end of it he was going to take the Daredevil costume that he you know that um Fisk had given to him yeah and he was yeah. just gonna sp- spray paint it black and then and have and you know and just like do kind of like a loose bullseye type uh drawing on on the forehead yeah because they kind of
0: had it. at it with the um the baseball cap that he wore when he was yes. younger had the bullseye side i was like oh that's a that's a cool nod that's kind of a uh cool way to to uh identify the character without sh- you know completely shoving it down our face um you know, like a tattoo brand on your forehead will, uh, Colin Farrell. <laughs> um, oh, but, God. um, yeah, I thought it was really well done. So I don't know. I thought they were somehow like maybe his, um, the daredevil suit that, uh, Bullseye was wearing would get damaged. And, and, uh, I don't know, it, it would, that emb- emblem would somehow end up on the forehead. Um, you know, cause, cause again, Marvel is very good at like making the costumes, um, not seem too cartoony and too comic book they keep uh, it grounded yeah they cut they find out find that even the first season of daredevil you know he didn't go straight into the costume because all he had was like this uh army gear and as the the storyline progressed um you you realize there was a need for the costume and why he ended up wearing the costume so i thought they were going to kind of do the same thing with their uh with bullseye and kind of like leave that as a for the finale, um, which they didn't. And then, again, we'll get into this later. I'm sure they, you know, they, they tease us a little Easter egg for a possible season four. But apparently Netflix canceled it. So,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. Like they could have. I thought that, like you said, um, another way they could have uh, made his suit or, you know, his his costume was like, yeah, he has a blood. Let's say he has a Daredevil costume. Let's say one of the fight scenes, it just gets, he gets uh, blown up in an explosion, right? right. So obviously now right. it's all black and burnt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then during that explosion, let's say, or during, a, during, before that, before that explosion, and that, there's a fight scene with Daredevil, and Daredevil throws a billy club right at his, you know, at his head, and it hits him in the forehead, and he makes like a crack on the, like a kind of a imprint crack of, mm-hmm. uh, on the, sh- on the forehead. And you make like, it oh yeah. shit. And it kind of like ends up being like a, looks like a shattered, like a shattered, uh, um spec but yeah then, but all of a sudden you're like oh no that that if you look closer that that's more like a nod of like that looks like a bullseye like oh shit you know that you're right that that could that would have been awesome that would have been great to see like come into fruition all the way through like we saw in season one
0: and it goes back to um like season two with the punisher um he didn't come out wearing the skull on the shirt and they there was a very like they had a very good explanation as to why that became a symbol Um, because it was the x-ray right of, um, of his, um, of his skull after, after he had gone, uh, uh, the, you know, he, he was in the hospital, you know, so they, they come up with very cool and creative ways to not just go, okay, well, we're going to put this guy in this costume. Um, they, they keep it grounded, like you said, and they come up with a good reason. So I, I was just hoping for that to happen, but, um, I'm sure that, you know, they have bigger plans for it. Um. And that's why they didn't. I mean, but yeah. I mean, and getting back to those fight scenes, they were amazing. They were like anything. I never saw Bullseye as a threat. Like, oh, obviously, he is a marksman, but he was turning everything into a weapon. It's like just whatever he could get his hands on. And so the biggest, um, you know, the plot was Daredevil couldn't beat him from a distance he had to find a way to get close enough to him and then beat him, um, you know, uh, hand-to-hand where he couldn't use everything around him as a weapon. Um, and I just loved how they choreographed those fights, you know?
1: No, no, no I mean, no, no kidding. Like the, the whole thing, like, once again, take a page, CW. You guys need to hire the choreographer, uh, fight choreographers for this. Even, you know what, even Iron Fist, like, not just DC... Like Iron Fish should have taken a page out of out of this out of this series as well. Like their fight scenes are just over the top, like awesome. Like you had um what was it? The whole jails the jail scene, right? Remember when uh when Matt Murdock came into um uh came into the jail to try and investigate? And yeah. then you find out obviously Kingpin had turned the jail. Oh shit, He's like once again, like another Kingpin moment. He turned to jail and everyone was basically attacking uh, daredevil or you know matt murdock at the time i just thought like the whole you know, that's like the i guess what
0: would you say their titular hallway fight scene yes
1: thank you thank you that's what it is yeah you just see it and then they took it to the next level when they added like okay now we're gonna go and have a bullseye and daredevil you know standoff and that whole thing during the at the news uh newspaper uh, office Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. He was just taking everything, and obviously, we knew that from the books that that's what uh, Bullseye could do. He can, um, you know, um, use everything as a as a weapon, and he's a great marksman. But um, what do you call it? I do like I do like the whole um, thing that they didn't make it seem too too cartoony. Um, Yeah, like yeah, I mean, yeah, he got a stapler and things like that, and, and he was just ricocheting everything. So it didn't seem like this, like, how can you make it? Like, no, he's just ricocheting things. Like, he didn't use like a paper clip to hurt him. He was still using items that would still fucking like, you know, give you a knot on the on the on the head. And um, yeah. I just thought uh Agent Poindexter. Yeah, Agent Poindexter was was a, uh, he was great. Yeah, he, he was a troubled, troubled youth. Um and yeah, he's just mentally just not all stable. And Kingpin played on it, and it was that's that's where I was like, Okay, that's how you got him he was actually a sociopath, but borderline trying to be good, but you just turned him.
0: Exactly, exactly. Which, okay, and and, and the one thing that I didn't really buy on his storyline, which again, minor, um, uh, a minor thing, um, nitpicking, um, you know, the one thing that kind of kept him good was he wanted to be good because he he kind of had feelings for, um, I forget her name, but the young girl that worked at the suicide hotline, yes um,
1: stalker much
0: yeah, and, and I think that that was that was um I forget what what, what the term um the psychologist and the sh- uh, uh Poindexter psychologist was was uh using, but she was going to be like his guiding light uh she was going to find uh his job was to after the psychologist died, uh, he needed someone to continue to kind of be his guiding light, otherwise he would kind of revert back to his sociopathic ways, and so that's what he found in her. And then you you see the struggle, and um,
1: and at one point you feel like okay, I think he's coming to grips, like right? He's not he's not gonna turn because he's like the the term was a North Star, right? Th-
0: there you go, that's what it was.
1: And Kingpin read that on his file, like, oh shit, you need a North Star. This girl's gotta get in my way. I'm gonna kill her, and I'll be your North Star. Fuck you, Kingpin, you bitch. You really made this guy, you know, you 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 turned this guy like full. I don't want to say anything. You know, like full sociopath killer. Like, boom.
0: Which, yeah, so that was my thing, is, 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 is she was his North Star, um, but then Kingpin got rid of her, and he never went looking for her. He just got a text that, you know, Kingpin had said, um, uh, leave me alone. I don't want to ever see you again. And he's, I mean, he's an FBI agent, and this girl obviously means a lot to him. She... she after getting that text, he kind of just left it alone and kind of like sided with Kingpin. Like that was kind of like a minor thing for me. It was like, you never, you never kind of investigated anymore. You just let it be that she didn't want anything to do with you. Uh, you know what? It just seemed like earlier on, he was so obsessed with her. And when she didn't want anything to do with him, he did still seek her out. Um, and so, I don't know. I just felt like that fell a little, a little minor um thing that, that was a, bothered me that's a plot hole
1: you, yeah. you you exposed it that yeah you're right I, I never thought about that you're right like someone who is so obsessive over her all of a sudden like when she said, like no get a life get out of here i don't want to see you i don't want to talk to you again like like holy shit like um you're you're a stalker come on like uh, stalker tendencies don't just like drop come on you're you're gonna like, come back to try and ask her again like hey hey are you sure what's wrong what happened you know where she lives you know her route and her run like yeah. you would have done it like, I mean uh, I mean yeah right there, so there was that that thing but I mean overall I thought this season was was great um, the storytelling was awesome it was I mean, no, okay I can only say the word awesome so much the storytelling was, it was well written it was grounded it left you like wanting more unfortunately we won't be seeing more um, uh, which is actually going to be our transition to our uh, second half or second like third act of this uh podcast um we can netflix blindsided us uh, no pun intended um that um, the series has been canceled i they did it with iron fist i got it i, I understood it they did it with luke cage i was kind of like going, oh i don't know if that was right but i can live with it and i just told myself just don't touch daredevil or punisher and you'll be fine and they did i was like going, what the f i, I couldn't I couldn't believe what I, I was uh, what I was seeing and or <laughs> what I what I heard, um, but yeah, it was just no no one saw this coming. Once again, no pun intended. It was just it was so weird. What what are your theories uh, on this? Or like, and do you think this is actually the last time we'll see the daredevil? Like you know of Hell's Kitchen?
0: Um, I don't think it's the last time. Um, I think. Um, well, I'm looking at it right now. And so on Rotten Tomatoes, um, Daredevil season got se- season three got a 96%, which is a very high rating. Um, one thing I've heard, though, is that just because Netflix has so many good shows coming out, the Marvel shows, um, which when they were first launched, was were top notch. Um, and um, Netflix didn't have a lot of, um, uh, I mean, they had good content, but not as much as they have now um they were um they 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 gave uh, strong enough numbers for them to want to renew the season um but now i think um with so much good tv um i think the marvel um numbers aren't doing uh the 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 ratings are not as uh, as uh as good as uh, netflix would hope and so i think that's part of the reason but i think the biggest um my my gut feeling is these are all marvel properties disney Mm -hmm. is opening up their streaming service next year um i don't know what the contract is with marvel and netflix but it just seems like um they are basically disney streaming is going to pick these up um i think uh they're going to i really do feel and if they aren't going to do this they really should they need to combine iron fist and luke cage and do a heroes for hire I really think they need to do a defender season two, um, daredevil season four, uh, with bullseye, um, uh, and then bring in more characters. I know, um, they're doing the Loki and Scarlet witch, um, standalone series, the Falcon and uh winter soldier series, the buddy, um, buddy cop series. Yeah. The buddy Cop ser- cop series. Um, you know, they got the Mandalorian coming out. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be the last Marvel, um, uh, movie to be shown on Netflix when that hits. Um, so I think it's just, they're waiting for these, you know, timelines to run out and then, um, they're going to return, uh, on Disney streaming, um, which again, uh, hats off to Disney, uh, because they know how to pull our, uh, money, um, and they're going to bring these shows back, um, because I think that's really, if you want to pay for any streaming service nowadays, um, you 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 have to have strong content off the back because there are so many. Netflix was the first one, um, but I mean, you got YouTube Red. I mean, this is YouTube, but YouTube Red, um, you know, is now have a subscri- subscription, and um, they came out with um, what's that, Cobra Kai series yes, which awesome. everyone that's came great. out you know hulu's got their series hbo's got their their streaming services um dc just came out with their streaming service and they're trying to hit it strong with the titans show um and i don't know how that's doing but i i know personally i haven't bought it yet and uh i don't know anyone else who has um and i just feel like their biggest um uh come on to try and get the streaming service was that they had a huge back catalog um, where as much as I'd love to go back and see the old Batman animated series and and other things like that, I think the draw for me is the new content, um, which is Titans. But I just haven't gotten around to it because I kind of want to hear how, how well that is. I don't want to buy streaming service just for one show. Uh, oh, and Young Justice is coming out um, early next year. So actually that I do definitely want to see. So I might pay for the streaming service then. But I think Disney knows what to do. And if they come off strong and off the bat where you got the Mandalorian, the the Marvel Netflix shows, plus a back catalog of all these Marvel shows and um, Disney movies, uh, you're going to get a lot of um, subscriptions right off the bat. Um, And I think just Disney knows how to market. Disney knows how to, um, you know, take our buck. It's I mean, I live in Sedlin, California. It is ridiculous how much it is. To get into Disneyland nowadays, it is ridiculous. And then on top of them, like, I exactly, exactly. And, and I mean, I, I used to be a uh, annual pass holder for years and, um, I, I stopped because it just got too expensive even with, uh, uh, paying monthly. Um, and then it got ridiculously expensive and I, I'm, um, I'm definitely going to renew, uh, when Star Wars land comes out because. Well, it's Star Wars, and I don't know how much it's going to be, but I know I'm going to have my piggy bank ready to be broken. So, Yeah.
1: Yeah. um, um, I know know what you're talking about. Um, I'm hoping, actually, that the season, that you're right. Everything is right. I'm hoping if they're going to bring the series back, they have to bring back the cast. They have to bring back the same writers. They have to bring back everything. I just don't know if they – the way how Netflix was was able to get away with – the brutality of, of the series, um, I don't oh, think. You're right. I, don't, I don't. That's the only thing I don't know if if Disney can will do that, and if they're willing to do that. Because if they're not, then I don't want to see a Daredevil go the CW route where everything is now like hokey and it's not it's not as gritty and grounded anymore. It's just kind of like oh, you know, even if you brought back the same cast, but you changed the tone of it all, uh, I, I I would feel heartbroken. So. I'm hoping they don't. Uh, they, if they go on the streaming service, I hope they keep everything the same. Um, just don't 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 Disney it up too much. Yeah, um, I didn't think
0: about that, but you're right. That, I mean, that's that's the
1: big thing, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, need, I need to see the blood. I mean, no and, one wants but, to
0: see a PG-13 de- Deadpool. Although, <laughs> now that I say that, the uh, that new uh, red, uh reboot of it of a uh, Deadpool season two PG-13 actually kind of looks funny but you know what I mean no one actually wants to see a PG13 Deadpool nor they do they want to see these series uh, as a PG13 uh, series yeah.
1: I mean if, if anything if, if anything they can't if they won't go with the streaming service let it go out with a bang instead of instead of doing a season four do a movie and do a movie with once again the cast do it with the, and it with with the writers and everything and you'll be able to just wrap kind of everything up and in one in, in a in a bow and give it a proper Viking you know, Viking funeral uh, send-off, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, other, other than that, uh, if, you know, all these CW shows, I mean, all these uh, Marvel movies are shows are going off of Netflix, you know, maybe hopefully they can, uh, to pick up some of the CW shows and they can go ahead and, uh, you know, bring them back, bring bumps and life back into it because I bet Arrow would be a lot more better on Netflix than uh, it is right now in the current state of CW. Uh, where uh quickly though uh where would you say uh nico this ranks now so would you say are you still going in order uh first season second season third season or
0: yeah yeah i think i I would say third season is the best second season is the second best and then first season uh which oh so
1: you're going three two one then
0: yes by all you know accounts is not horrible at all it's just they've really amped it up every season um since the first and I think it's just gotten better. So, and I mean, Uh, like the cast is amazing. Like, you know, I don't know any, I didn't know anything about Charlie Cox. I think he was in, um, uh, one of those British shows, uh, Downton Abbey, I think it was. uh Um, but I mean, great actor, great cast. Um, everything about it is amazing. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, for me, it goes three, one, two, um, like I said, I just thought the second season, second half of the second season kind of like brought it down a bit for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Nico, where can anyone find you on the interwebs?
0: Oh, real quick before we go, did you, oh, yeah. uh, I kind of want to bring something up. Uh, so do you know the connection between Daredevil and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Tech
1: Have you in heard of New York.
0: <laughs> So, and I, I I don't know all the dates, right? But I, I've known this uh, for a for a while, but I only remembered it uh, recently. Um, so at one point, and I don't know if it's in the '80s or '60s, but uh, Marvel owned uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but oh they, yeah, okay. and so the, uh, in the comics, and so they kind of wanted to tie the universe together. So um, the the way they tied it together was. Supposedly the vat of chemicals that blinded Matt Murdoch is also the kept um, the ooze, which turns the turtles uh, into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and so there was that tie in. And then if you look at the ninja clan um, in Daredevil, the main antagonist are, is the hand. And then uh-huh. in, the, in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's the foot. So there's kind of a <laughs> Okay. There's, there's these tie Anyways, I just thought that was super interesting. And since we were talking about Daredevil, I thought I'd throw that little thing in there because I just remembered it. But yeah, I, fun I, facts. Yeah, I, nice I didn't know. Um, or I, I mean, I, I knew that for a while. Uh, for a while. Someone had uh, told me that years ago and I only recently just remembered it. So yeah.
1: Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. Actually, I, and I didn't know that. Maybe season four so.
0: will see the Ninja Turtles and Daredevil team up.
1: Oh, there you go. That'd be
0: nice. Um yeah, against actually, the I'm Shredder there. and Bullseye. There you go. I've written season four for you, Disney. Buy you the rights to Ninja Turtles, and I'll pay for your subscription service just on that season alone.
1: Oh, there you go. You got the Daredevil Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle mashup movie coming at you. 1st uh, We're here first to break it to you, everyone. Uh, writer Nico Mustaho. Um, and Nico Mustaho, where can they find you on the
0: interwebs? Uh, I'm on Instagram uh, at Nico Suave uh, if that's spelled N-E-E-Q-O S-U-A-V-E I'm private but if you message me and let me know you're a friend of the, uh, the podcast uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and friend you as well other than that um, not really anywhere else
1: alright well um, yeah and you can always find me vmastaho 9 on Instagram uh, vinsanity09 on a rarely used Twitter unless it's a Funko Pop uh, contest um, you can always find us on instagram at keeping it nerd um, we have our email account email account Jesus we have our email that please send us uh, please send us any uh, comments um, you know for future episodes or anything like that it's keeping at mail podcast at gmail.com please rate like subscribe and comment to this episode and other episodes we appreciate you uh, joining us today for this episode we thank you for uh con- continued uh, listenership uh happy holidays to you all and uh keep it real
0: yeah thanks for having me on vince uh, it's always fun doing this
1: and keep it nerd all right it's good having you too nico i'll talk to you later
2: on your brain with all these hot facts, gaming, and anime, and even comics got you covered, now just listen to this intro from this budget Donald Glover, Yeah, we'll take your mind up on a trip like Rick and Morty, like we jumping through these portals, trust me none of this is boring, In the cover all these topics, started at A the the letter you tackle, titan all the way to Zorro, that's more than one piece, keeping nerd or nothing, yeah, you know that is our motto, and if you listen to us, that's the motto that you follow, that's the host with the most, he got moves like he's Star-Lord All these haters taking shots, they missing like it's Star Wars Far more content than you could even ask for Put it on your phone and then just stick it to your dashboard Tune in anytime and they will probably have your fandom But now just kick back so you can listen to the anthem Keep it nerd, keep it nerd, what's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts Growing up cause you know we got a bomb cast And then just listen to the geekiest podcast Keep it nerd, keep it nerd, what's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts Growing up, cause you know we gotta bomb cast it And then just listen to the Geekiest Podcast Keepin' it nerd, number one podcast